107, Michael and Maddie. It is Thursday morning, February 1st, 2024. Happy birthday to Harry Styles. The former One Direction member has a big birthday. He's the big 3-0 today. Paulie Shore, what are you doing for your birthday? Link and I are cruising the mountain, bro, and we figure we's a little juice. 56 years old today, and Lisa Marie Presley would have turned 55 today. It was on this date, 1960, four black college students began a sit-in protest at a Woolworths lunch counter in Greensboro, North Carolina, where they had been refused service. Late Night with David Letterman debuted on NBC. Welcome to the show. You folks are apparently a bright group, bright enough at least to read the applause sign. And I certainly That was 42 years ago tonight. The Space Shuttle Columbia tragedy breaking up during re-entry. Sadly, I think from the video that's available, it does not appear that there were any survivors. All seven of its crew members were killed. That was 21 years ago today. 20 years ago, Patriots had a big day. The Patriots looking for a second Super Bowl title in three years from 41 yards. Looks good. Patriots beat the Panthers, their second Super Bowl championship 20 years ago. Four years ago, as China's death toll from the new coronavirus rose to 259, Beijing criticized President Trump's order to bar entry to foreigners who had visited China in the past two weeks. And two years ago, Tom Brady announced he was retiring from the NFL. Forty days later, he was back. He retired again on the exact same. Fun 107, Michael and Maddie. It's a little bit warmer than it has been out there this morning. We're going to get to mid-40s today on the first day of February. Bringing your taste of Hollywood right here to the South Coast. And we are here for it. We're spilling the tea with Maddie's Entertainment Update on Fun 107. Justin Timberlake got everybody very excited when he said he was coming out with a new album and he was on the Kelly Clarkson show this week talking about it, but he also was talking about NSYNC and I guess they've been busy. Yeah, we, we, we've we been in the studio, so there may be a little... Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Okay. Too. Yeah. NSYNC teased its reunion with an appearance at the 2023 MTV Video Music Awards in September when they presented the Best Pop Award to none other than Taylor Swift. And then uh, they kind of disappeared after that. Everybody was like, what's going to happen? They were like, nothing. But now they're back in the studio and I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose it. They just It just better be good. That's all I'm saying. So, I mean, kind of a silly question, but like... What's the? Is there a huge difference between Justin and NSYNC? Absolutely, okay. absolutely. I mean, I guess I can see, but it's just like, what do the other guys Modern really day... bring? The dancing? No, 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 no. Oh my goodness, Michael! I'm about to take you to school. <laughs> Hi, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when when they were at their peak, peak NSYNC, it would always be Justin Timberlake on the first verse. It would be J.C. Chazé on the second verse. It would be all of them on the bridge. And then they would bring it on home. Every <laughs> single song. And it was a formula that worked. It was a formula that worked. 
JC would have a couple runs in there, like, oh, you know. <laughs> and it was just magic. It was it was magical. And now they're going to bring it on home. They're going to bring it back. And I'm here for it. I'm so excited. I was always an sync girl. Everybody's like, oh, are you Backstreet or NSYNC? I was sync all day, every day. So I'm excited. That's where the nation first divided, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Biggie and Tupac. It was who's sync or Backstreet. <laughs> uh, that, that's what we're talking about here. So... Uh, that's really all he said, though. No other big news coming from that realm, but they are in the studio, so I'll take it. Universal Music Group, which represents artists like Taylor Swift, Drake, Adele, Bad Bunny, Billie Eilish, say they will no longer allow its music on TikTok now that a licensing deal between the two parties has expired. Universal Music Group said that it had not agreed to terms of a new deal with TikTok and plans to stop licensing content from the artists it represents on the social media platform. So that's intense. Uh, the, yeah. the licensing agreement between UMG and TikTok expired last week. And UMG has actually been pressing TikTok on three issues. Appropriate compensation for the artists and songwriters, protecting human artists from the harmful effects of AI, and online safety for TikTok's users. Here comes that AI thing again. UMG said that TikTok proposed paying its artists and songwriters at a rate that's a fraction of the rate that other social platforms pay, adding that TikTok makes up only about 1% of its total revenue. Ultimately, TikTok is trying to build a music-based business without paying fair value for the music, said Back UMG. That up one TikTok is only 1% of UMG's revenue? So it says they proposed paying its artists and songwriters at a fraction of the rate of what other social platforms pay, adding that TikTok... So, th so this is TikTok saying to UMG... TikTok makes up only about 1% of total revenue for UMG. Like, that's their, that's their yeah, wow. defense, I guess. Um, TikTok pushed back against claims by UMG, saying that it has reached artist-first agreements with every other label and publisher. Clearly, Universal's self-serving actions are not in the best interests of artists, songwriters, and fans, well, said TikTok. It's interesting because the game has changed so much since TikTok came out, yeah, where there are so many songs that you would never be exposed to without TikTok. Mm -hmm. And true. there are so many songs that like even Fun 107 plays because of TikTok. thousand percent. So it's like, I, I can see how this would affect an artist like Taylor or like any of the big ones. But like there are a lot of little baby like artists that get airplay. And get and sell music because of TikTok. I'm shocked that, they, yeah. that they're going that route. But are they making the amount of money that they should be making? Probably, probably not. not. And then I do love the third one. There, the yeah. third one is keeping the users of TikTok safe. That is like basically saying, "We see you, China." Yeah. 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 Big yeah. Uh, I guess Universal also took issue with what is described as safety, like you said, uh, is unsatisfied with TikTok's efforts to deal with what it says is hate speech, bigotry, bullying. So they don't want a Taylor Swift song under somebody bullying another person. Yeah. Is how I... Oh, all right. You I know see what that. I'm saying? Like, yeah. they don't... So it's like if you play Billie Eilish, bad guy, and you're, and you're making fun of somebody, that's how I took it. That is going to be impossible to police, though. Yeah. I mean, it's... You know, that's... Yeah, I think it's platform, I think it's right? really more about the money thing and the AI thing. The AI videos are out of control yeah. on TikTok. Yeah. It is like, it's I I have to double take. I'm like, is that even real? Like, I don't even know. I don't even know. 
So I quit TikTok because it's all shopping now. Every TikTok is like, hey, buy my product. Hey, buy this. Nope. See you later. Yeah. I'm done with you, TikTok. My, my algorithm's pretty fire. I like it. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> it was. And then it just got ruined by, hey, buy my sponges and my soap. Yeah, no, no TikTok shop is taking over for oh, sure. They're going to miss you, Gazelle. Yeah. yeah, they are. See you later. So I think we all can say that Family Guy has a special place in our hearts. You know, it's a New England-based show. It's It talks about Rhode Island a lot. talks about Massachusetts a lot. And you got to wonder, when is it going to be over? <laughs> Like, is there an end in sight? Well, the Simpsons are still going, right? So Family Guy going strong with their 25th anniversary this year. Wow. And Seth MacFarlane, the creator, saying that there is no end in sight. He reflected on his wildly successful animated series on his 25th anniversary of his Fox debut, revealing the secret to the show's longevity and what's in store moving forward. He said it's still surviving and thriving with a sizable audience who enjoys what he and his writing team keep cranking what out. What are you talking about? Oh, have you not heard? It was my understanding that everyone had heard. Heard what? Brian, don't! I mean, we all know this one. Come on. I'm going to be singing that all day now. It's interesting, though, that they're still able to get away with what they get away oh, with. Oh, thousand percent. But I think they get away with it because people need something like this. People need something to laugh at right now that is so out of pocket. And, like, I feel like, I feel like a show... If Family Guy started in 2024, no, it would problem. fail epically. But because they've been at it since 1999, we expect it from Family Guy. Therefore, yeah. it is okay. Yeah, nobody's shocked because you know what you're getting you into. You know exactly what you're like getting. When you go to McDonald's to get a cheeseburger, you know how that's going to taste no matter where you are in the country. Exactly. Right. <laughs> the same thing with Family Guy. You know exactly how that's going to taste. Think about where the country was. It first aired on January 31st, 1999. So, President Clinton was the president. Oh, my God. So weird. So, yeah, he's uh, they signed on for two more years and uh, to Fox, and he said there's no indication that the show is going away anytime soon. More entertainment news on the fun 107 a Carpenter, and it is called Feather. It's Michael and Maddie. It's first day of February. Woo-hoo. Welcome in. Tomorrow's Groundhog Day. Tomorrow's Groundhog Day. Yeah. Tomorrow's Groundhog Day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you missed yesterday, Maddie. We had uh, Kelsey Grant. She's a first grade teacher from Dartmouth's uh, DeMello School. And she was on Wheel of Fortune. There's been a lot of Wheel of Fortune like local there have, people lately. There have. I just spoke uh, with Betty from Providence who was on earlier last week. Betty, how'd she do? She crushed it. She won $5,000. They must like that. Yeah, excuse me, Becky. Excuse me, Becky from Providence. It was like our, nice our, our South Coast uh, vibe. I know. They keep bringing I them know. in. So we, anyway, so Kelsey visited the show yesterday, meaning this show, and it's so crazy. So so listen to, as we're wrapping up, we're wrapping up the uh, interview with, with Kelsey, and I say this. Well, I've been cup. looking in the parking lot. Well, I've been looking in the parking lot of CrossFit <laughs> to see if there's a new car. <laughs> I haven't seen a new car there, so <laughs> well, we don't know. You know, we'll see. We'll You'll see. see. Yeah. <laughs> you got a tan going on? Have you been in Hawaii? <laughs> we'll figure it out tonight. So, guess what she ended up winning last night on Wheel of Fortune? Was it a car? Not a car. 
trip to Hawaii. A trip to Hawaii. That's amazing. Giselle, you nailed it. Step aside, Simpsons. I'm that is so funny. Did she go already? She I did. don't think she, she did. Yeah, she, I, I saw her photos online of her swimming with dolphins. Stop it. So, like, she left wow. breadcrumbs this whole time and we had no idea. Who knows? That could have been another trip. But yeah. just saying, like. That would have been pretty place. impressive if she already went. Right? Well, no, because I mean, this was uh, a long time ago. Well, she, I mean, she, I'm sure she taped this a couple months ago, but still. Yeah, I guess it would probably be hard to keep that a secret. They right. wouldn't want that to get out. They probably right. don't award that yet until Either now. way, it's super cool. Super, super cool. cool, right? Yeah. So she did very well. Do we have uh, her time with Pat Sajak? Yeah, yeah. Hi, Kelsey. Hi, Pat. Uh, Kelsey Grand, Dartmouth, Massachusetts. Uh, talking about kids, you're around them all day, right? Good I job. am. I'm a first grade teacher at the DeMello School in Dartmouth. I love what they do. It's the best job. They come in and they can't read, and they leave, and they can read books. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty I love cool. That. They come in, they can't read, they leave, they can read books. <laughs> Boom. That's it. What are you doing today? I can't yeah. tell you what the last time I've had a, a watch party, but to have a watch party for Wheel of Fortune was just so fun. It's like you're rooting for somebody, and it's like they put a letter out there, one F on the board, and like, yeah, Kelsey. It's like we all win. Right? It was better than the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so Gazelle's texting me through the whole thing. She's killing it. She's crushing it. I love it. Yeah. You didn't get to, were you busy last night? I had something going on last night. I couldn't, I couldn't watch while it was on, but. But what a poker face she had. Like, she's sitting here nonchalant, just. Well, that's, it's true. She like, won a lot of money. She, she didn't like even have like a, grand. she didn't even have like a nervous laugh. Like when you said Hawaii, like she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I kind of just like from her vibe. I guess that she did not win. Oh. Like, she totally, right, had a great poker face. Interesting. So good. Totally wow. buffed us out. So congratulations. <laughs> she won 18 grand? It was up to 18 grand. No way. That's a lot. It's a good amount of money, huh? She was, like I said, she was crushing it. The lady on her right, though, was doing really well. But she, I think she hit bankrupt. But, um, and ended up moving on to the final round, so... So Either way. What's funny about her and, and Gazelle's right um, about her, th This is she's one of these people that smiles all the time, like <laughs> has a constant smile. So she works out at CrossFit Dartmouth with where I go. And so, like, it is, like, just the most miserable workout. Like, you're dying. And she's over there doing it. She's <laughs> smiling. And I'm like, who is this girl? That's like, awesome. <laughs> so, we like, need so, more people like that. Absolutely. So congratulations, Kelsey Grant, or Mrs. Grant, as she's known Mrs. at the DeMello School, heading to Maui after winning last night on Wheel of Fortune. Way to go. Fun 107, that is X's from Tate McRae. It's Michael and Maddie, and we're going to let you know Monday morning how you can have a date with Tate coming up on Monday here on Michael and Maddie. So remember last week, Gazelle was wearing his sunglasses in the studio, <laughs> trying to, you know, have that... What was it? The what's the guy's name? Riz. Oh yeah, Rip Wheeler. Rip Wheeler. That's it. Yeah, I was, I'm he was feeling himself. <laughs> I, I was thinking, Maddie, you should be wearing some sunglasses. Oh, this I morning. know you're right. This headache is unreal. So the 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 studio lights are kind of shining down on Maddie, <laughs> and she's kind of like, "Can we shut them off?" <laughs> no. Are you okay? Because yeah, you were out sick yesterday. Yeah. So yesterday, I'd like I you know I hit my alarm like normal and everything and. I went to go get out of bed and I was just so dizzy and I laid back down and I was like, oh God, what's going on? And it was just a full on terrible headache and, you know, sore throat, the whole shebang. I was like, all right, I'm going to sit this one out today, guys. We're going to take a sick day. 
And then, you know, I'm going through my day. I try to stay in bed. But when you know when you have a headache, like so bad, sleep isn't even an option. Have you ever had a headache like that? Usually I need to have my head down on the pillow when I have a headache like that. Well, sometimes your headache can be so bad. At least this is for me where your eyes are closed, but you're dizzy. So it's like sleep is just not happening. So like that was me. I was like, all right, I guess we're up, you know. So I'm just like kind of hanging out for the day. And I was like, you know what? Let me drag my myself to the gym. Maybe the gym will make me feel better. Because honestly, my body's fine. Like, I don't feel, you know, you know, when you like have that sickly feeling, like none of that. Yeah, it's, you have it's, like the aches and pains. Yeah, and it's like literally that. just a terrible headache. My throat's a little scratchy, whatever. So I'm like, all right. So I get dressed. I put on, you know, a cute gym outfit. I'm like, look good, <laughs> feel good. I get in the car. I drive to the gym. Gym's about eight minutes away from my house. I pull into the parking lot. And I'm like, okay. You got this. You got this. You don't got this. I pull right out. I pull, no. right, I pull right out of the. You did the, the hardest box. part. I did the hardest part getting there. It was a, it was like a self evaluation. I did like the head, shoulders, knees, and toes check type thing. I'm like in the front seat, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this isn't happening. I was like, there's no way. Wow. So, yeah, it was just one of those things where I was like, I don't think a workout is a good idea right now. It's, it's probably a good thing. Honestly, you know, I I typically my husband and I both do this where if we're if we're dog sick, we go to the gym and we sweat it out and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yesterday, that was not happening, not happening. So I don't know. And you made it to the parking lot. I made it to. Has it ever happened before? I've never done that in my life. Yeah. Because I enjoy working out, you know. I don't know. Oh, God. Well, at least you get to, like, get out and get air. Like, for me, that's the thing. Fresh air is everything. Well, don't forget, I have a puppy, so I'm outside every two hours (laughs) letting that thing pee. So what did you do instead? That's the key question. I napped. I went home and I napped. So my my husband was out and about. He he works from home, but he has, you know, he's got to be out and about. And I left the house. I was like, all right, Coco, I'll be back in, like, an hour. Be good. And then, like, I literally was back 20 minutes later, and she was all confused. And so, like, I laid down with her. And then probably, like, 45 minutes later, my husband wakes me up. He's like, what happened? I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I went. I went. I just didn't go. I didn't go, go inside. <laughs> it is 6.53 and a 90-second news update. Phil Devitt's in the Chart Oak Tavern newsroom. The fate of a Fall River police officer will be in jurors' hands following closing arguments today. Nicholas Hoare is accused of using excessive force on a man in police custody a few years ago. The charges came following an FBI investigation. Hoare, a fifth-generation Fall River officer, did not testify, and his side called no witnesses. Two other former Fall River officers are serving sentences for unrelated excessive force cases. An alleged affair between a New Bedford District Court judge and prosecutor appears to be nothing more than a harassment campaign brought about by an anonymous party. That's what the Bristol County District Attorney's Office says about the rumored relationship between Douglas Darnbro and an assistant district attorney. Two men whose cases were overseen by the judge are appealing their convictions on the grounds that the alleged relationship compromised their right to fair trials. State Senate President Karen Spilka says she expects the legislature will pass a strict new gun law in the near future. 
The version of the bill that the Senate will consider is much different than the House version that was passed in October. If the Senate version is approved, the measure will go to a conference committee to be reconciled with the House bill. Spilka says she believes the bill is strong and will make Massachusetts safer. Alec Baldwin is pleading not guilty to a shooting charge on the Rust movie set in 2021. He's accused of involuntary manslaughter in the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins, who was fatally shot during filming on the New Mexico set. Hutchins died after Baldwin was involved in a rehearsal where the gun he was using fired with a real bullet. Initial charges were dropped after Baldwin's lawyers maintained he never actually pulled the trigger. Baldwin was indicted by a grand jury on the latest charge January 19th. And NFL star Travis Kelsey says he will not join Taylor Swift at Sunday's Grammy Awards. Swift is up for six Grammys this year, including Album of the Year, but her boyfriend will not be in the audience. The Kansas City Chiefs tight end appeared on the Pat McAfee show Wednesday and said he wished he could support Swift at the Grammys and watch her win every award that she's nominated for, but that he has to get ready for, quote, this big old Super Bowl. The Chiefs take on the San Francisco 49ers for the NFL Championship February 11th in Las Vegas. In sports, the Boston Celtics play the Los Angeles Lakers at TD Garden tonight at 7.30. We'll check traffic and weather next. From the Chard Oak Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107, Michael and Maddie. And uh, another story in the Boston Globe this morning about Stewart's financial crisis, at, which really, honestly, whether you're a patient at Stewart or not, it will affect you. If Stewart goes down and they end up closing these nine hospitals, if you're a patient at St. Luke's, don't think that you're immune to this because what do you think is going to happen? Everyone's going to have to go to St. Luke's. It's going to be like a, a shortage for health care. So this is, a, this is something that's going to affect everybody if it goes down. Uh, but the article in this morning's Globe headline, the boat is leaking big time. Uh oh, That is terrifying. Here's what Stewart's financial crisis looks like for patients and staff at its hospital's and again, this, this is like St. Anne's, it's Hawthorne Medical, things like that. Surgeons buying their own medical instruments. Nurses devising their own mouthwash solution for patients who are on ventilators. What? Patients eating crackers after all the sandwiches prepared for the day had run out. These are just some of the things. My uh, question is, who has been keeping this quiet for so long? It, it, you know what? It's... It has been bubbling under, and it's for years. I'm just shocked. Well, I'm just shocked that you don't see. I mean, let's be honest. People love to complain. Yes, this is certainly something that you can complain about. Yep. I have not seen one thing about it online. Nothing. Yeah, it's kind of catching on fire yeah, now. Yeah, um, but it's been years in the making. So the article says, as a financial crisis roils Steward Healthcare prompting requests for state assistance and raising fears about the possible closure of nine Massachusetts hospitals, which would consist of 200,000 patients. I'm one of them. 16,000 employees. They're all grappling with this. So uh, for patients, a lot of them have seen a sudden lack of access to certain services and supplies, procedures that are rescheduled last minute, even blank TVs in their rooms because the service had been shut off. Oh, man. Some employees are worried that they won't have what they need to do their jobs and that their jobs might be in jeopardy and they've decided to leave. But most are staying, doing everything they can to provide the high quality health care they can while holding on to hope that 
somebody's going to take over because there's there's been rumblings that maybe Mass General might take over the group, which would be, you know, that would be really what the hope is here for these uh, these poor employees that are mm-hmm. dealing with this. So this one guy who's a former lead mechanic for Steward says that he finally decided to retire a couple of years ago after years of begging for money to pay for snow removal. Oh, my God. For mechanical repairs and other maintenance work. Says that uh, the truck that he'd drive around was so rusted that the bed was falling off. Nurses, listen to this. Nurses, according to this employee, were told to count the straws that were used by patients at the end of their shift. Count the straws? That's, what's the point of that? They wanted to record how many had been used. Because I guess they're so tight on straws, they wanted to make sure the nurses weren't stealing them or something. I don't know. Um... We had things running on a shoestring. We're talking about a medical center with people's lives on the line. Uh, this one um, woman who lives in Taunton uh, and her mom has her primary care doctor at Morton said that the mom loves the doctor, so she wants to still go, but nobody answers the phone <laughs> or returns phone calls. Oh, my God. So one time she wanted to get her mom a, an appointment that the, the hospital where with the doctor. She had to write a letter on paper, sit down, write a letter, put a stamp on it, put it in the mailbox just to get an appointment. Jeez. An elevator has been out of service for a year at one of the hospitals. Uh, now, that's not cool. Uh, bathrooms are dirty, says this person. Call button on the mother's bed didn't work. Um, oh my God. When the mother needed uh, care on a, a wound that she had for, for surgery, the staff had to hunt down gauze and other materials. Uh, at this one hospital... Is this that one particular No, location? this is across the, okay. across the network. So, for example, this one uh, Carney Hospital in Dorchester... TV service was cut off in patients' rooms for several days last fall because the carrier had not been paid. Same thing with this week. As as recent as this week, past due notices were issued again, threatening to cut off the TV service at the end of the day if the bill wasn't paid in full. Um, Talking about how patients' surgeries, last-minute rescheduling, a surgeon who worked in several hospitals for Steward said that he had to buy his own medical instruments because Steward wouldn't provide them. Uh, Steward, he says, was all about the money, according to the surgeon, who left last year because uh, he was concerned that something was going to happen. He was just too much risk involved there. Um, article goes on to talk about how most of these Employees are just kind of holding out hope that someone's going to come in and take this all over. And they, you know, basically said, like I said earlier, they're kind of like just have some dark humor about it because that's the only way you can really get through these things. Seriously. Isn't that unbelievable? I mean, it's just the only word I can think of is heartbreaking. This whole thing is just heartbreaking. It, is. it does not sound like the United States. Correct. Insane. Yeah. So hopefully someone can come through and pick up 
where this hospital group is falling apart. Mm. Or get rid of the, the people in charge, because obviously they're not doing a good job. I'm talking about way up top. Yeah. And have someone else coming around, because guess what's going to happen? They're going to give them, all right, we'll take care of this, and that's going to be back to square one again. Well, hopefully somebody who's capable can come in and, and take over this hospital group and keep things safe again. 756. Time for a 90-second news update. We've got Phil standing by in the Chart Oak Tavern newsroom. Closing arguments are set today in the trial of a Fall River police officer accused of covering up use of excessive force. Nicholas Hoare allegedly assaulted a man in police custody a few years ago and then covered it up in reports. The trial ran three days and both sides rested Wednesday. Two other former Fall River officers are serving time in their own excessive force cases. Two men are appealing their convictions for sex crimes out of New Bedford District Court following allegations that a judge and prosecutor were having an affair. The Bristol County District Attorney's Office, though, says it has found no evidence of an inappropriate relationship between Douglas Darnborough and an assistant district attorney, claiming the anonymous notes alleging the affair were part of a smear campaign. A 52-year-old Hyannis man was shot and killed by police in Freiburg, Maine last night. Kenneth Ellis was involved in a police pursuit that started in Conway, New Hampshire. According to police, when he crashed into a snowbank, he emerged from his pickup truck with a knife and was shot as he approached officers. The pursuit reportedly began when police received a report that Ellis was driving erratically. Rhode Island lawmakers are tentatively scheduling a joint hearing for February 12th regarding the issues surrounding the Washington Bridge. The hearing will examine what caused the westbound span to go from being declared safe in a July inspection to being closed on December 11th. It remains closed. The hearing will also look into how the governor and transportation director responded since the shutdown. And music from many of the biggest artists will no longer be available to use on TikTok. Universal Music Group, which owns labels representing the likes of Taylor Swift, Ariana Grande, and Rihanna, among many others, said in a statement that it's not renewing its licensing agreement with the social media app. Their current agreement expired yesterday. According to the company, TikTok proposed paying a fraction of the rate that other similarly sized social media platforms pay. TikTok responded, saying Universal is pushing, quote, false narratives and rhetoric and accused the music corporation of putting, quote, their own greed above the interests of their artists and songwriters. In sports, the Boston Celtics play the Los Angeles Lakers at TD Garden tonight at 730. We'll check your traffic and weather next from the Chart Oak Tavern Newsroom. I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. Fun 107, Michael and Maddie. We got some clouds out there this morning. Going to be a little bit warmer than it has been today. And uh, highs up in the 40s. So we got something going on. There's a new soccer yeah, team. Coming. Yeah, so Rhode Island uh, has a new sports team, everybody. I don't know if you've heard, but it is. Have you heard the bird very, is the word? The bird is the word on Rhode Island FC. It is a brand new soccer team for Rhode Island. I'm trying to confirm. It looks like they'll be playing for the USL. So the USL championship. The USL Championship, one of the most professional, excuse me, successful professional soccer leagues in the world, reaching a population of more than 84 million and fueling the growth of the game across North America. And now we have our team. So we have the New England Revolution, and now we also have the Rhode Island FC. So that's exciting. See, I'm personally, I'm not a soccer guy, but I know, like, soccer is... Wildly popular around here. Wildly popular in the world. Yes. It is crazy. Listen to this. It'll get you pumped up. 
I'm too small to dream, so we can dream, okay? So this is the dream. This is what we are right now. Nobody. Nobody knows who we are. Nobody knows how we play. We've done nothing. We haven't won a game. That's what we are. The next step, we want to get to here, to be an upstart. And people are like, okay, we know they are. They can play. They got some decent players. Then we want to be a contender. From a contender to a winner, to a winner to a champion, and then when you're a champion, it's not over. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like, we're nobody. Now we're going to be somebody. They are creating waves already. They almost have 9,000 followers already. This is their inaugural season. Uh, so they're going to try and make a splash for the small estate. Now, where are they going to play? Do you know? Like, where's their home field? From yes. what I've heard, they're still building their home field. So it's going to be somewhere in Pawtucket, actually. So goodbye, Paw Sox. Hello, Rhode Island FC. Wait a minute, they should just put them right there. That's what I'm saying. But Someone apparently a high school is going in there. So a high school is going in there. <laughs> I mean, and then this soccer field, from what I hear, is being built in Pawtucket. So this is going to be really cool. I'm excited for my little state. I wish I could get into soccer. I really do. Because I want to be that guy. I want to be that old Portuguese man sipping on a sage, just watching, you know, Benfica and just spending my entire day there. But I just can't. I, I don't know if it's my ADD, but it's the back and forth, back and forth. Like, score already. That's, yeah, that's my I like, problem. I like a game that scores a little more than that, too. It's a little bit. And there are too many ties. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that either. Like, what's that tie? But I think the biggest thing for soccer for me is the flopping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they flop. Oh, please. Basketball is way worse. What, no, they flop almost as bad as, like, LeBron. Yeah. But like you know, He's like the these guys, flopper. these guys are like. How about down we not hate on the newest team no, in Rhode I'm, Island? I'm hating and, on the uh, entire game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not hating hate on the, the player. player hate the game. They're, uh, I hate the entire game. Their slogan. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Wicked good soccer. That's good. I like that. That's wicked. Wicked good. good. <laughs> I really do. That's a good start. It is. Eight twenty-five. Ninety-second news update. Phil Devitt. With a look at this morning's headlines. The fate of a Fall River police officer will be in jurors' hands following closing arguments today. Nicholas Hoare is accused of using excessive force on a man in police custody a few years ago. The charges came following an FBI investigation. Hoare, a fifth-generation Fall River officer, did not testify, and his side called no witnesses. Two other former Fall River officers are serving sentences for unrelated excessive force cases. An alleged affair between a New Bedford District Court judge and prosecutor appears to be nothing more than a harassment campaign brought about by an anonymous party. That's what the Bristol County District Attorney's Office says about the rumored relationship between Douglas Darnbro and an assistant district attorney. Two men whose cases were overseen by the judge are appealing their convictions on the grounds that the alleged relationship compromised their right to fair trials. State Senate President Karen Spilka says she expects the legislature will pass a strict new gun law in the near future. The version of the bill that the Senate will consider is much different than the House version that was passed in October. If the Senate version is approved, the measure will go to a conference committee to be reconciled with the House bill. Spilka says she believes the bill is strong and will make Massachusetts safer. Alec Baldwin is pleading not guilty to a shooting charge on the Rust movie set in 2021. He's accused of involuntary manslaughter in the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins, who was fatally shot during filming on the New Mexico set. Hutchins died after Baldwin was involved in a rehearsal where the gun he was using fired with a real bullet. Initial charges were dropped after Baldwin's lawyers maintained he never actually pulled the trigger. Baldwin was indicted by a grand jury on the latest charge January 19th.
And NFL star Travis Kelsey says he will not join Taylor Swift at Sunday's Grammy Awards. Swift is up for six Grammys this year, including Album of the Year, but her boyfriend will not be in the audience. The Kansas City Chiefs tight end appeared on the Pat McAfee Show Wednesday and said he wished he could support Swift at the Grammys and watch her win every award that she's nominated for, but that he has to get ready for, quote, this big old Super Bowl. The Chiefs take on the San Francisco 49ers for the NFL Championship February 11th in Las Vegas. In sports, the Boston Celtics play the Los Angeles Lakers at TD Garden tonight at 7.30. We'll check traffic and weather next. From the Chardo Tavern Newsroom, I'm Phil Devitt for Fun 107. The date with Tate, Tate McRae right there, and we're going to send somebody to see one of her shows, bring you backstage, you hang out with Tate McRae, get to meet her, talk to her, pictures, all that. Cool. Very cool. We're going to let you know how to win a date with Tate coming up Monday morning on Michael and Maddie. So I have a question for my Portuguese listeners out there. Because something has happened to me several times in the past month or two. And I, I guess gotta got to talk about it. So I've got my little wedding DJ business. And this is the time of year where I get a lot of bookings. You know, like this is people will book for their weddings either this summer, this fall or next year, whatever. So usually when I, when I book a wedding, you've got the contract and then there's a little deposit that is, that's, that is basically the booking. It kind of locks it in. But several times over the past couple of months, my, like, there are people who just don't want to just pay the deposit. They want to pay it all. And oh, they, yeah. And they say that they said multiple of them have said, "It's just me. I'm I'm Portuguese. That's just the way it is. But we, I don't want to, to pay. I want to pay it all at once." Yeah, I can't stand that. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so funny. Like that 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 is a like a. It seems to be a common trait. Interesting. With Portuguese people, it sounds Why? like it's a trust issue. Maybe trust with who? Me? Or like, yeah, I don't know. No, it couldn't be because it. it, it because they're willing to give me all the money. They want to give me all the money. And I'm like, mm. I don't need all the money. I don't even want all the money right now. Because mm. hmm. then when a day comes, it feels like you're working Well, maybe it's free. like they have the money now, so they just want to give you the money now. I get that. I do get that. You know, maybe, they, maybe they're worried they don't have it after. But, like, how is that a Portuguese thing? Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, this is their, their words. Yeah, I don't know. I you're don't like get a, that. I'm Portuguese. That's just the way we operate. I mean, it's like, okay, I'm, a, I'm Italian, so it's like... I know I'm loud. I'm Italian. Like I, I get that. Yeah. Or something like that, you know, or like cash as gifts is the thing for everything. That's Italian. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm just not. So they don't have to worry about it. That's I'm not it. mad. It's just funny. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I guess the question for my, the Portuguese audience out there is, is this really a thing? <laughs> you know, like. Or are they yanking your chain? Like, do you, do you. Pay all of your bills all at once for everything? You know what I mean? God, Who knows? No. 508-994-1071, or you can send us audio on the Fun 1078. <laughs> so we're talking about how my uh, I've had a few wedding clients in a row uh, who have booked for, you know, for later this summer or, you know, next, next year, whatever. But they book, they sign the contract, and... You know, we, I'm just asking for a couple hundred bucks for the, you know, to hold the spot for a deposit. But the past, like, three clients in a row have all said, hey, I'm Portuguese. I don't want to, I just want to pay the whole thing right now. <laughs> like, just, 
I don't care. I don't That's care how much I'm it Portuguese. is. Portuguese. Like what? Cash in the barrel head right now. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. See you in two years. It's fine. Five zero eight nine nine four one zero seven one. Good morning. Hi. So about the Portuguese thing, my mom was um, from say all from the islands. And she, I agree with the people saying it's a debt thing. Like, my mother was always against getting credit cards and stuff like that because it's like a Portuguese thing. They, I think it's a point of honor. Like, they don't like debt. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's, a, I think it's an honor thing. I don't know. It's almost like a game for them. How fast can we pay off so our credit? Is it, so is it a thing for Portuguese people to always have cash? Like, is cash a big thing? My mom was. She, 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 she had a debit card, but she always had cash on her, too. Yeah. yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just things. I mean, if maybe it's people that were born there, like the culture there is different. I don't know. Well, appreciate the call very much, man. Absolutely. Have a good.